It's go time. Previously on Third Down Gamble. It's hard because I see a lot of people that are battling on on social media about, well, can't be this and it can't be that and you're killing the league and this is crazy. And, And you know what? I just, I can't buy into that. I got to think that the people who are involved in this know a little bit about each league to go, okay, how can we help each other and what actually makes sense? You are listening live to Quick Kicks, a presentation of Third Down Gamble. Welcome to Quick Kicks, everyone, and tonight from the Mark Cast. Reed Johnson joins me as my special guest, and Reed, great to have you on the show. Yeah, very excited. Thank you so much. I uh, I did throw out a couple weeks ago because there, there was some criticism with some of the other XFL podcasts, not ours, the site that we're on, XFL News Hub, and we get a hard racket from some of the CFL fans and wanting to be, well, you guys need to learn about everything. I said, there's not a lot of CFL and Canadian podcasts reaching south. And so I, I really do appreciate it. It means a lot. And I, I'm happy to have a dialogue with anybody about all this fun stuff. So thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome and glad to have you here. How did you get into this podcasting universe in the first place? It's interesting. So uh, Paul Sanchez, my co-host and I, uh, big XFL fans, we're WWE fans first and foremost. We followed wrestling for years, followed the XFL uh, back in 01, Vince and all that. I was you know, pretty young at the time, but followed all that. And then when the XFL came back in 2019, when we found out, Paul lives in LA, I live in Seattle. And when we all found out that we were getting XFL teams in our cities, I mean, we just went bananas because we all thought, okay, there's no way this thing's ever going to last. It's totally going to be like a one and done. Let's go. Let's get some merchandise, whatever. We'll go ride it out. All in, we, we got season tickets, 50-yard line, save, uh, CenturyLink Field at the time. Now it's Lumen Field. You know, we could never afford that for the Seahawks. So we're like, you know, because it's 50 bucks or whatever. We're like front row, 50-yard line. Paul and I fly to D.C., watch the first ever, uh, the kickoff of the 2019 season, or 2020 at that point season, the Defenders versus the Seattle Dragons. And we were all in. I mean, we were all in. We flew. We went to the games. We were all in and, and got really invested and. So then when it went bankrupt and, and shuttered back in uh, you know March, April of last year, very upset. I was mourning and uh, I really, it was very difficult to be, you know, living at home and stuck at home and stay at home orders and then losing all that. When I woke up the day that they announced that The Rock had bought the XFL, it was an August day. I remember it was, they were going to be doing the bankruptcy hearing all week. And then The Rock and Danny and Redbird came in that Monday morning and bought the thing right off the bat. And when I woke up and I went on Facebook because I was part of these like XFL groups and I saw The Rock has bought the XFL, I thought this is total just bananas. I mean, there's no way this Mark is lying about this, whatever. And lo and behold, that was it. I had wanted to cover the XFL before and never thought that Paul and I were... um, in a place to know enough, to be knowledgeable enough about anything. And at the point that The Rock came back, bought the league, Paul has his own podcast. I have my own podcast for the wedding, um, my wedding business I do. And I thought, if not us, then who? We, at that point, thought that the XFL was going to kick off this last February. Next thing you know, we're covering CFL cross-border politics and talking to you here today. And it's been an interesting journey. I can imagine. Has football always been big in your life or is it because the XFL maybe rejuvenated it? Hey, now I'm all in. 
Yeah, you're going to die. So I'm really not, I was not a big NFL guy. I really was. I, I love the XFL because to me, I'm kind of a completionist. And so if I want to follow something or cover something, I really want to know all about it. The NFL, and I'm from Seattle. I mean, of course, we watched the Seahawks. I used to work in news. So I was at the Fox station when the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl. Like I was in the helicopter when we had like the celebration parade. I was in the, we had like a million people, whatever. I was filming that right from the helicopter. So, I mean, I had been around football, but I really never liked covering it or doing it or having anything to do with it. I liked the XFL. It was eight teams. It was in my off season. I do weddings during the summer. So a February to April league is really good for me. The, the XFL really did get me back into the NFL. And now I watch Good Morning Football every day, two hours every day. I watch all the NFL games. I'm watching the Spring League right now as we talk. It's on my iPad. Very much the XFL got me into the NFL, if you can believe that. Hey, we all come to a station from different directions, so it's not a problem. I know that the MarkCast focuses a lot on different football, whether it's Canadian, whether it's Mexican, whether it's European. What was the decision? What, what took you to that place? The, the premise was The Rock was going to buy the league in August. We launched our podcast a couple weeks later. We were the XFL Markcast because we were just going to cover the XFL. And we figured The Rock's going to buy this thing with Danny. We're going to go August, six months to February, kickoff, and then we're going to be good to go. It was about a month in, and they announced, hey, we're not going to be kicking off in 2021. That, that was the first big announcement that they came out and they said, change the social media handle to XFL 2022. And they said, we're going to be kicking off 2022. And so Paul and I looked at each other and we were like, what are we going to do? I mean, we had just done all the work. We had gotten onto the XFL um, new sub website. They were hosting our podcast. We were, all these things were in motion and we're like, because a lot of the XFL uh, podcasts went away. Like when, when the thing shuttered back in April, they went away some of them came back when the rock and everything, and then they went away again. And we're like, well, we can't go away. You know, we have to keep doing it. So we thought, well, the spring league's going to kick off. That's going to have some XFL guys. They played a bubble season back in November. Then fan control football got announced. We said, okay, we're going to talk about fan control football. All these things just trying to buy time for when the XFL was going to come back, right? Because we're, and, and every one of our shows, we would do like, XFL, and then kind of yada, yada, other stuff. And so it really was with this CFL stuff, we really had kind of a, a identity crisis where we thought, you know, we're getting so much pushback from these leagues, like the Spring League, like Fan Control Football, that they would go, we would do these interviews with their owners or with their team owners or with their players. They wouldn't promote them, like at all. Like we would, we've covered fan control football the whole way through. We had interviews with like Greg Miller, their team owner, with their players, with the co-founders, with all these people, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't share them. Like we couldn't get any, and we we're like, well, it must be because we're an XFL podcast, right? And they like a lot of these leagues. I mean, look at the CFL fans to the XFL. A lot of these leagues are a little adversarial towards each other, and I don't really think they should be. And so we thought, you know what? Let's just be. The Mark cast, that's what it always was supposed to be. And, and, and we're covering these leagues better than a lot of the other podcasts. You know, no podcasts are doing like Spring League like we are, fan controlled. And now I'm really proud of the CFL coverage we've done as well. So to answer your question, it really did allow us to round out more to what we were doing anyway, which was basically just covering alternate football. That's a lot on your plate. Well, it's a lot to, it's a, it's a lot to keep track of. I have a Google Doc that I 
just have little sections in every week and I just go on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think we do a pretty good, we'll see about Elf this summer, you know, the European League of Football. I, it's hard enough getting good CFL resources. I mean, thank God there's podcasts like yours and like Three Down and stuff where we can get some news. I am scared about that, that leap across the Atlantic and doing some good European football because I don't want to do anything that we're not going to be, that we're not going to excel at, right? And I think that was the problem was, I even hear it now, like other XFL podcasts, they're like, well, how many teams are in the CFL? Like, what's going on? Okay, what is this? And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that if we're going to be, if we're going to cover this, I want to know what we're talking about. When did you first learn of the CFL XFL discussions? Like, when did that come across your table? Uh, I believe it was the day it, well, it was the day it came out. It, I think it was the Alouettes president leaked that the it was the letter to the to the Alouettes fan base, and that had come out early. And I have many wonderful listeners that message me all the time with, you know, hey, did you see this? Did you see this? And and that came across uh, one of our listeners, Max. We talk about him a lot on the show, and he had said, hey, CFL looks like they're talking, whatever. We had screenshotted all that stuff, and everything went away. <laughs> Vince McMahon ran the XFL very, very different than anything now, and I would love to get into that too at some point, just how different these leagues are. But you know, that all got pulled down right away, and then the XFL came out with everything. Then about an hour later, and that was when it exploded. It was on CFL. It was on everything. Rod Peterson was talking about it. We got him on the show, you know, the next week or the week after. And then, I mean, it really just did explode. It was something that we never, I mean, we were going to cover the CFL anyway, just because we needed stuff to talk about. Right. So we had already like talked about it a little bit on the show and okay, let's figure out teams and you know, what are we going to do in terms of coverage? But uh, I mean, then it really was like head first in and we, we really had to pivot really quick. At first blush, what were you thinking when you learned of this? Um, you know, that, that's a really good question because on one hand, people, it's not the 108 years, right. Of the CFL, right. I mean, the, the XFL fan base is, is much younger, right. But, you know, in terms of like, um, not younger, but age, but, you know, don't have as long of, of been a fans, but it is no less passionate. I mean, that's the thing where I see these CFL fans. Well, I've been a fan of the league for 50 years. And it's like, I, we told it like, Absolutely, 100%. Like, we get that. I'm in message boards every day that have people that are, when's the XFL come back? When's the XFL come back? When's the XFL come back? You know, and you're like, shut up. Like, stop talking. You know, it gets really whatever. And I was torn because this isn't the eight-team or potentially 10-team spring league that we were kind of promised, right? We went to a lot of the events and stuff. We were trying to get to be... Like the Seahawks, they have we have like Big Low. He's a big like super fan. He goes to all the games, and he, you know we're like, well, maybe we could be the, the unofficial mascots of the Dragons. Like we're just like small timey stuff. And then once it hit with the CFL, here we are. We're talking to Jim Mullen, the president of Football Canada. You know, we just had Jason Greger on our show. We're like, what? Why are we talking to these people? Right? Like we never. I mean, we were just going to the XFL games last year, so it it was it was torn because it's exciting. I mean, we have much more. Uh, our listenership is far better now, right, than it was when we, we were talking about episodes of The Young Rock and, you know, Tasting Zoab. It's exciting. I think Paul and I are well equipped to manage everything now as big as it is. We both have journalism backgrounds. Paul still works in news. I worked in news for a decade. I think that we're well equipped for talking to people, figuring out things, doing interviews, asking questions. 
I think we have a unique spot in the XFL landscape right now uh, in terms of media stuff that's going on. So what do you think the biggest hurdles face each side as they begin this negotiation or pass through this negotiation? Well, to me, the most challenging thing is uh, the CFL and their ownership, right? And you have this mix of privately owned and then community owned teams. And I don't know how you get around that, right? Because I don't see... To, to me, and, and from talking with Rod, people own CFL teams because you want to own a sports team, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a billionaire, and maybe we don't make a ton of money with, with our team, but I own a sports team. We're a part of this world. And so what would cause someone to want to do that is not something that would, would want to cause them to, to sell it or be invested in from Redbird and the XFL and things like that, where the XFL is a much more cleaner cut. Right now, Danny and The Rock own everything, right? And you can ask, okay, well, what is the XFL? What is that? Well, you know, there's teams and logos and, and banners and, and somewhat of fan bases. We have some stadium leases and agreements. You know, there's some equipment locked up somewhere. But, you know, ultimately, the, the structure is still there, right? I don't think it's that hard to, like, turn the lights back on if you wanted to. I just don't know how you get around that that ownership. I mean, besides the rules and, and travel and international and all those things, like I don't know how one league that's owned by you know two people or a team of people coexists with the, this mishmash of CFL teams and their ownership and people that don't want to give up that control and that that privilege of owning the team. Now you've alluded to the the battles that go on in social media. Do you think that? In the negotiation room, are they impervious to this, or is that filtering down to them? I, w- I would like to think that they pay attention a little bit. I, I know that um, the week that we were going to have Jim Mullen on, that he was talking with, it was when Jim had kind of come out with that smart season, and maybe they could run the XFL, CFL as like you would a soccer league and you could do kind of interleague and have them go coexist and have like an interleague playoffs. You know, that week, um, G, uh, the Rock, you know, Jim had tweeted something, and The Rock actually tweeted back and corrected him, and was like, "Well, no, that's not what I had said. You know, this is what we're trying to do." And I thought, well, it, it is nice to know potentially that we're not existing in this bubble because I spend a lot of time fielding uh, a CFL XFL animosity, you know, and 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 that's fine. I mean, it, it's part of the job, but I would like to think that at some point they would realize that. There's a lot of there's been a lot of animosity that has stirred up from this, and it's only continued to get worse. I think with with the silence that has happened. And how frustrating has it been, given your podcast, that the silence persists? That there is literally nothing that seems to come out of any of these discussions. Um, I'm I'm okay now because thankfully the the CFL is covered by hundreds and hundreds of talented, educated people, right? The hardest thing about running this XFL podcast was you had a lot of players that maybe people didn't want to hear from, right? Or they were trying to do other things. Like they were, like, they're not the biggest, like, name, right? Like we're going to get the third starting wide receiver from the, like that's not going to move needles on our podcast, right? And then you had a lot of the management with the XFL they didn't want to talk on any podcast because they were hoping, well, if the XFL comes back, 
I don't want to say anything that gets me in trouble. We, and I had corresponded with, with a lot of the presidents on um, Twitter, like our team presidents, you know, that we had talked and we were close with Ryan Augustuson, who was like the team president of the Dragons. And he was the one that helped us get our tickets and all that. But, but these, these presidents, they wouldn't want to say anything, which I get, right? Because they're trying to like preserve their job. So we didn't have anybody to talk to at all. Like, it was really hard to cover this league where people either weren't relevant anymore or the people that were didn't want to say anything because they didn't want to jeopardize their future. Where the CFL, I mean, you could throw a rock anywhere in Canada and find someone that's intelligent covering the league. You have all the color commentators and all the analysts and all the team people that write and all the people that write for all the different websites and all the different newspapers. And so I like that because I'm, I can find people to talk to and we can bring smart people on and we don't have to sit there as two American guys and, and hypothesize all the time that we can bring on people and go, well, you've covered this league for 30 years. What do you think? That is running this course. I would like to get some news soon, but the news coming out this week with the CFL numbers and stuff, I don't, I don't feel good for a season this year. I really don't. And that's kind of scary. So what do you think is at stake with these negotiations? Well, it's tricky because, you know, if the CFL doesn't run this year, right? I mean, we're, we're in like danger zone territory. Uh, but we just had Jason Greger on this week and he was, he had a really interesting comment. So we had had, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Dan Ralph and Rob Vanstone on, who are a couple of reporters, and, and we talked a lot about, like, the CFL doesn't play next year. What does that look like? What does the league look like? It's going to dismantle everything. And Jason this week, he said, I think if the CFL plays this year, if they play, they already have this huge image percep perception problem because of how they've handled everything this year. Like, even if they do play, I think it's a disaster. And I was like, wow, that's... To me, that's a really interesting take because we're all sitting here like, man, if they don't play, it's the end of the road. And he's saying, I think they've already totally botched how they've handled all of this and the transparency. And I feel that way too because I feel like I'm arguing with these fans or, or they're arguing with me. You know, I'm not trying to argue with anybody, but we care more about this. You and, I, you and me right now talking about this, I feel like we care more about the CFL than a lot of the people that are managing things that are getting, you know, quote unquote, paid the big buck. And I'm new in this world, but I've talked with a lot of people and they seem, they don't say like, you're crazy when I say these things, but it does seem like the, the fans of these leagues sometimes are very much caring a lot more about the leagues than the leagues are. And that's very, very frustrating, uh, especially from like the XFL that has a very excited fan base. And I would say the CFL all, you know, also has a very excited fan base. So. CFL players all wear a face mask for safety. With COVID-19 on our field, we also need to wear our masks to keep everyone safe. Do your part. Be a team player. You mentioned this in passing just before, but I'd like to get back to it. The idea that the XFL is pretty easy, one owner, nine pre or eight presidents, and away you go. CFL, of course, nine owners and a lot of discourse. Is it, do you think, a possibility that the XFL is looking at the CFL and saying, maybe we could buy this? Is that a, even within the realm, I know you mentioned about the, 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 the three different structures of ownership in the CFL, but do you think that's even on the agenda at all? 
I mean, to me, I think the XFL takes Toronto and Montreal and maybe BC and then moves it into, you know, adds it on. And if, if the CFL wants to have that 16 playing league, whatever, and, and you know, I don't know what the, the TV contracts and all that, because that's the thing is it's from what I've heard. It's kind of like an all or nothing with the TSN contracts, right? Like you got to have all the teams and all that stuff. But like AJ Jakubek was on Rod Peterson's show a couple weeks ago, and he's talking about the value of some of these teams is like a dollar, right? And so you're sitting there and you're like, well, are all these teams valuable? Like would the XFL even want the Edmonton? And I have an Edmonton hat on, but like are they interested in that? I don't know. Or do they take Toronto and Montreal, whatever, and just absorb that in? I don't. I don't know if they buy the CFL because, like I said before, you have these owners where they're obviously invested in being team owners. And so I would presume if you care enough to own the sports franchise, you wouldn't care enough to, to sell that or, or be bought out. What is that worth? Is it even worth, is the prestige of owning that team worth more than maybe the $10 million or whatever you would get for the rights to the, for the names and everything? I don't know. The irony is is that the Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatchewan, and Winnipeg are the teams that actually generate the most revenue. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be on that XFL radar that if we're going to get into, let's say it's a merger, you got to be careful with how you treat them. I know. And, and what does that look like? I, I know that one of Arash's big uh, criticisms when he's come on our podcast and others is, does the, does the LA Wildcats, does their fan base care if we're playing against the Ottawa Red Blacks? Do we care? Does that, does that move the needle at all? And I don't know, right? Like, I don't, we talk and a lot of our listeners and a lot of our fans talk about, oh yeah, this big inter, the Continental Football League and keep it the CFL, we'll call it the Continental Football League and then you could have teams in Mexico and you could have teams. I'm like, I don't know how that works with, are we traveling to games? Are we going up there? How does that media, you know, how do you manage running a league across three continents and, and or three countries, you know what I mean? But like, it's, it's monumental at that point. I don't, I don't know. I think if there's any two people in the world that can figure it out, it's Danny and The Rock, but I don't know how feasible that is. Or like you said, how interested the fan bases are. The NFL is doing two weekends back-to-back over in London, and the, you know some of our East Coast teams are going like, that doesn't move the needle for me at all. I mean, I understand that that's not, I'm not the, like, the target demo of that, but like, that's a huge ask to get like, okay, Jacksonville fans, are gonna, they want them to travel to London to go watch. I mean, that's... That's just a huge ask, you know, to get your fan base to go. And so, yeah, if, you know, if I'm a Tampa Bay Vipers fan and we're playing against BC, and I'm like, okay, well, are we, are we road? What are we doing here? I've heard everyone say that you can't market three downs in in the states. So, I don't know. I I think we're open to it. Paul and I have said many times that you know, three downs, the movement, the, all all those things, you know, the with the waggle and the rouge. Like, we're all fine with all of that. I want. I would like the XFL, CFL, whatever that is, to be as un NFL light as it possibly can be. Okay, well, what is the what? Okay, we know what the NFL is. Well, what is the XFL? Well, it's it's like the NFL, but they play in the spring. It's like it's minor leagues. You're like, okay, well, I would like it to be. Well, what is the XFL? Oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a different football, and they all these other you know to differentiate a little bit more than just like well, they play in the spring, and their players aren't as big a names. If you had any hopes for these discussions what would they be um i think we're too far along for 
nothing to come from all of this. And I was just listening. So we're on XFL News Hub. That's our parent site that we're hosted on. And I know that you had Mark on, on your podcast a couple weeks ago. Mark was talking tonight because I challenged him. Mark's off the merger thing. Mark doesn't think it's a merger. Mark thinks it's uh, you know, business help and, and whatever. And I, I challenged him. I said, Mark, like, what, what is that? Well, I hear that a lot. Well, it's not a merger. It's going to be it's business advice. I go, what is that? So Mark's thing, to, to equate it down, it'd be like if you bought a franchise and you, like if you bought an Arby's and you open, like, or what do you have? Tim Hortons. You buy a Tim Hortons, you open it. Okay, you get, here's the rule book. Here's your franchise guidebook. And then you get, this is what you're going to do. I go, Mark, everyone knows what the CFL needs to do, right? Like this isn't like you're living in la-la land. I mean, the CFL ownership has to know. It's whether they're acknowledging it or not. So I don't think that we're doing all these talks like to tell them you need to grow your business digitally and online and get younger fans and like they know all these things and so I don't think getting uh, Instagram analytic advice from The Rock is going to help like they know the things that they need to work on I would think because I know the things that the CFL needs to work on and I've covered the league for not that long I think it's too far down the road where where it, it is a merger or an acquisition or they're taking some of the teams I just think it's gone too long I don't think the XFL would put next season on hold. They were currently hiring positions when all this happened. And I think uh, to the point where people ask, okay, well, the, the XFL doesn't have anything right now. Well, if Danny and The Rock bought the league in August, and it's been reported that these talks have been going on since at least October, if not before, why would the XFL hire anybody right now? So, so it's basically like they've just held this property for six months. And I see XFL fans too all the time. They go, screw the rock he's he, he's too busy and he's ruined the XFL. i'm like but yeah i think it's gone way too far for it not to be something groundbreaking now for them to put everything on hold when do they make an announcement if there's one to be made well that's the thing i mean i think we're all waiting to hear what happens with the cfl season i mean you know we, we've heard august 5th I think a lot of people for the first week were really excited about that. And then I immediately, and I'm not like I'm the only one, but you look at the fine print and you go, well, there's a lot of terms and conditions here that are saying that we're going to play, that you're going to ship teams from one one stadium to another stadium. I mean, I was just talking with one of our listeners on Twitter last night, like, well, how does that even work then? How do you, you guys don't do revenue sharing, right? So how do you, like, if you have the BC Lions go play in Ottawa and then you have fans show up, are you writing a check for BC or are you, are they right? I mean, how do you even manage that? I, and I, I just said, anyway, I go, well, to me, if that was in the States and, and if, if, if LA was just like hot spot for pandemic stuff, well, we're just going to ship the teams to New York and play. You're like, that's not going to fly. Like, you're not going to send all these people across the country. Like, that's the whole point. So it always seemed hollow in that way. And now, you know, the number is coming out. I mean, Arash's article today, with you know, as we record this on May 17th, was saying it's not unanimous that the CFL owners want to play. And, and so, again, it goes back to that the fans wanting something more than the league is. And I think that's really disconcerting. I, I, I hate to think that we are spending more time thinking about this than they are sometimes. Is there any risk to this for the relationship if these discussions come to nothing? Uh, I mean, is there any risk? I don't, 
I mean, there might be a risk to our podcast because we, but no, I mean, I think we'll always cover the CFL. Like I said, I mean, that was, that was the plan anyway, but people cry foul about the expansion with the U S and the CFL and people go, well, that didn't hurt anything. The CFLs continued for 30 years, you know, that failed or whatever. It didn't work out back in the, excuse me, in the nineties. And that's continued, you know, CFL still around. I mean, just to speak candidly, I worry that the CFL is too stubborn with a lot of things, right? And, and we have even our, our listeners on our podcast, and, and they write, you know, we get uh, people on the YouTubes that write and stuff. I was really excited about this, and I don't even want it anymore. Because all the, like, the CFL, like, they're too stubborn, or they're rude, or they're, like, I don't even want it anymore. I, we were excited about this, but, like, screw those guys. And I see that a lot more now than I did two months ago, because we've always been, and, and I've always justified it, and I get it. The XFL, we've got two years of fan base. We're not going to be as passionate. We're way more open. We're playing with house money, right? The XFL you know, came in 01, went away, came back 19, went away. You know, When The Rock bought it, we're in like house money now. This is bonus time that no one ever thought. And so I get that, but I have not heard one, one negative thing ever from any of our listeners. And I will say we are the most viewed XFL podcast on YouTube. I've not heard one person say no to anything about CFL. One of our chats with, I, I break out our interviews that we do from our podcast. I, I posted, I think it was Dan Ralph's I posted last week. And the title I put was, you know, cause you have to like title the YouTube videos. It was, what would we be willing to give up with a CFL game with an XFL merger? Posted on Facebook and everything, every comment, None, nothing, nothing, none, none. Okay, well, I can't argue with the wall then. That is what we look at. The XFL people, that's what we see all the time right now is screw you, we don't want you. And just to finish this long rambling thought, because I know this answer has been long, I get in these, these discussions with people and I go, guys, the same things that you feel about being the NFL light as CFL fans that is the exact same way XFL fans feel. Like we are all the same. And it's like we're it's like Spider-Man, the Spider-Man gif where they're pointing at each other. We're all the same because we all feel the same things about being the XFL light. And we're all frustrated about it. So I don't like that arguing between people. Do you think the XFL is going to get back on the field in 2023? Does it have to rely on what happens with the CFL or can it go its own way? I'm scared. Well, so, I mean, the XFL is not in 2022 at all. I don't think a lot of our listeners have not given up hope about that, that they still post all the time on our uh, Facebooks and everything about, um, is it going to continue? Uh, I would like to think that they come back in 2023. I'm terrified about that. I think it's too far. I think 2022 is the way to go. And I think the longer they wait, I feel bad for XFL fans too. It's a long time to ask people to wait. And like I said, we already have fans on the Facebooks that are negative about The Rock, like the world's most popular movie star. And they go, look at this. He bought it. It's not going to do anything with it. He's not doing anything with it. And you're like, well, I get that they're working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but that's the sentiment now we're getting with XFL fans. Well, is it in part maybe to get away, and I don't want to disparage Vince McMahon, but to get away from that shadow? <sighs> I wish they never would have called it the XFL. I mean, to me, that I don't think it's worth it. I've debated with listeners, and I've said I don't think the Seattle Dragons and all these things are worth whatever the because they pay like fifteen million, and then it was all the debt, so it was like twenty three, twenty four million. Like, was it worth it for all that to buy it to have all this negative baggage? I don't know if it came out. They came out instead, and the story was Danny and the Rock are going to launch their own football league maybe it would be better, honestly. And then you wouldn't, you wouldn't have all this baggage 
because there is a time. And uh, I will say, I don't think that certain CFL media outlets are helping that situation right now, but it is a fact that when you think about the XFL, you think about Vince McMahon, and it's very hard to get out from that shadow. Just to step sideways for a second, the Spring League is on Fox. Does that play into anything in terms of plans for the future for the XFL? There's been a lot of talks about that. Brian Woods, he's been on our show, CEO of the Spring League. He has big plans for the Spring League. I think he wants it to be a, a really be a developmental system for the NFL. I think that they think the NFL is going to come in, write them a check, and they're going to be able to be like a feeder, like a AAA system. It's been a mixed bag this year. You know, here I, I said a couple weeks ago, I, I hoped that the Spring League would come out would knock it out of the park with ratings and be a really good justification for the spring or for spring football. Uh, like zero promotion at all, like none at all. I mean, Brian Woods came our, on our show, and, and I mean, that was about all the publicity I saw for the Spring League. And I mean, obviously, we appreciate him coming on. But so then when the ratings came out th- this last weekend, it got uh, like 380,000 on, on Fox on, on the Saturday. And so, of course, you had wonderful media correspondents like John Hodge saying, well, this proves that Americans don't care about spring football. And it's hard because, like I said, there, w- there was no promotion. So I would have really liked to see them kick it, come out and get a million viewers and go, look, see, people are just hungry for football. I mean, I think the fact that 400,000 people basically stumbled upon the Spring League football and watched it on a Saturday is remarkable. I think uh, XFL is looking to NBC potentially. I mean, obviously you have The Rock with, with Titan Games and things there. You have Peacock now. WWE is on Peacock. That's a good streaming platform for their live events. You could see a mix of that where if you're on like NBC and Peacock. But I think that Fox seems to be pretty in with the Spring League right now. I mean, they're broadcasting all their games on Fox, which is pretty remarkable. Not all on, on Prime Fox, but still. Where do people find and follow you? Uh, we are now the Markcast. Uh, you can go to themarkcast.com. Uh, we are the underscore Markcast on Twitter and Facebook and all that. All the old XFL stuff still works, but we yeah we've rebranded. We're still working on graphics and stuff. But yeah, the Markcast uh, anywhere that you want to find us. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Appreciate that. It's long, long winded, but I appreciate it. We got it all out there. Thank you for listening to our show. Third Down Gamble is hosted on Podbean. Follow us on Twitter where our handle is at Third Down Gamble. Join us again next time. The Third Down Gamble Podcast. Audio worth watching.